0: The panel. Uh, 10.22 on a Wednesday morning The Stephen McCarver. uh, Brad says, Stephen, do you wake up in the morning and piss excellence? Well, I try. Let's leave it at that. Time for the panel. (laughs) 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 I love me a fan of Talladega Nights, baby.
1: Uh,
0: Andrew Gordy, good morning to you. How's the head after the Melbourne Cup?
1: Uh, I'm fine, thank you, Stephen. I'm very well. Yeah, all good. Yeah, right. That is that is the
0: biggest lie. How quietly you are talking, <laughs> David Long. Good morning to you.
2: Hello, Stephen. Hello, Andrew.
0: Gordy, <laughs> oh, what what time did you get into bed this morning? Oh,
2: look, it's not about that, is it, Stephen? Yes,
0: it is. No, it's totally completely day. about it's been that.
1: A good day. Oh look, we—you know—I think we did a twelve to twelve sort of um, oh. session yesterday. So, but no, we're we're all right, mate. We're all right. We're up and about. Gotta get the kids to school, mate. What? No one else is gonna do it. That's, that's
0: my job. Okay, get the get the put the violin away. Let's talk about your Melbourne ex- <laughs> Let's uh, let's talk about your Melbourne Cup experience. Did you pick the winner? Did you any one of the top three?
1: Yeah, no, I, I did. I did have a bet on the winner. Um, I must admit, he was—he certainly Gold trip wasn't my first selection but uh i did have something this is the thing with the melbourne cup maca it's, it's not like uh well if, if you're having a bet on the race it's not like betting on any other race like most most hunters i suppose they'd bet on one horse i don't think you can do that in the melbourne cup um yeah, i think i think you've got to back about four horses in the melbourne cup i'm not saying you need to put, a, put as much money on each of them but mm. it's such a wide open race and it's, it's very very hard to pick um just just one possible contender, because every year i mean it it is a nightmare to pack, but um look, I thought it was a fantastic race um it was it was a brilliant race to watch, I especially enjoyed the uh the move from knight 's order heading into the home straight. I thought you know dashing for the lead really changed the shape of the race and and probably played into Goldtrap's hands, um but a worthy winner and especially carrying the top weight you know carrying. Mm. Fifty-seven and a half kilos to win a win a Melbourne Cup is a phenomenal effort. Great training performance from Kieran Maher and Dave Eustace, um, and especially for a horse that free Australia with a uh, yeah, and it's a it's a French horse, yep. And and look, um, you know, overseas horses have had a great record in this race, particularly in recent years. But Gold Trip's actually been in Australia for for a good couple of years now. It came down to Australia with a big reputation that it was going to win. A Cox played a couple of years ago and it hadn't quite delivered on that and it was almost becoming this I won't say it was a joke but it was like this horse that came down with a big reputation went into the Melbourne Cup yesterday with only one uh, win in its entire career um, but then it goes out and produces something like that and and I think the other really interesting thing is you know traditionally uh, most people would uh, who, who have any sort of vague following of the Melbourne Cup they would know that traditionally the Caulfield Cup has been like a, an interesting sort of build-up race to the Melbourne Cup. You know, you often hear about horses, you know, especially you know, sort of 10, 20 years ago looking to do the Caulfield Melbourne Cup double. It was seen as a key lead-up race. I don't think you can say that anymore because for the last two years, the winner of the Melbourne Cup has come out of the Cox Plate and and that's almost now becoming a better better form reference, I suppose, uh, for the Melbourne Cup and um, again, it's a phenomenal training performance because Gold Trip raced in uh, the Caulfield Cup, the Cox Plate and the Melbourne Cup like that horse has done some work, so a very deserving winner.
0: Yeah, first time French horse has won in 99 years in the Melbourne Cup. Did you end the day up or down?
1: Oh, we were up, Mac. We were up. <laughs> yep. We had a good day.
0: And how the hell did Nikki Styris on the AM show pick Gold Trip? Oh. she's been. Oh, she oh, made the most of she, it.
1: Of course, she. Uh, of course, she sent us the uh, the, the winning ticket. Uh, she made sure she texted that through to the the boys that I was watching with. So fair play to Nicky, though. Like, that's, uh, that's
0: a tremendous tip. Hey, what did she bank? Just quietly, what did she bank?
1: Oh, no, we can't go into those. Was it, was it, was it a substantial amount? It was, it was enough to buy you
0: a coffee. Uh, all right, mate. Uh, David Long, I haven't forgotten about you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because your, your compatriots, uh, your, the, old, the old Blighty, uh, won the World, World Cup T20 game last night. What did you make of England's performance?
2: It was a very solid performance, wasn't it? It was uh, superb... Um, batting for them at the beginning, um, and a, a, you know, a really good win that, that England needed, I think, to sort of keep their hopes alive. Does um, uh, Butler, who's, who's had a fantastic sort of run of, of, um, of innings against New Zealand, he going back to the Test matches earlier this year in England, and um, he was again, he was he was sensational last night for for England. Um, it's interesting. I mean, the whole the whole group now is is incredibly tight. Um, it looks like. That cap should still make it through given because of their better... Um,
0: Next uh, run, run rate, yeah. Um, yeah.
2: Yeah, that's going to be a crucial thing now. So, I mean, you'd imagine that they're going to be ironed, um, or although well, England didn't, but um, you'd think they'll come through from that and then it's going to be pretty close to see who could have come through out of Australia or, or England for the second place in that pool.
0: Well, I just spoke to Daniel McCarty. He's, he's been spending hours on uh, Crick Info and he reckons Australia have got to beat... Uh, Afghanistan by something like 153 runs to actually make it through, uh, which which is bonkers.
2: It is. It is. Um, I mean. Um I guess Australia would always want to back themselves. But I mean, even even in 2020, that, that, that does seem too much to to do it. I mean, you've also got a um, who, oh, England have got um, Sri Lanka, Sri Lanka, haven't they? So that could be you yeah, know that could be a tough one for them as well. And I, I think do they need to need, need to win that one to just yep. make sure they go yep, through? They, I they think so, yeah, they do. so that's going to that's going to be the crucial one, really. I think. You it, know, it?
0: it's a win and you're in situation, uh, Gordy. But uh, there was a, there was bits to like about. There were bits to like about the Black Caps, but I, I asked Daniel McCartney and, and he is of the same leaning, that they've got to get better and quicker production out of Kane Williamson. Yep, uh,
1: yes. yeah. The short answer to that question is, is yes. Um, and look, I, I, there's a lot of rumblings at the moment, isn't there? And the rumblings that we've heard before about Kane Williamson and, and exactly what he's bringing to this Black Caps T20 unit. I, for me personally, like I understand the criticism that he's, his tempo can be a bit sedate at times, but you've also seen Kane Williamson do it time and time again in this format as well. He's not, he, but because he's not the type of player like a Josh Butler, like a Glenn Phillips, who's just blasting it about, I still think there are times when you absolutely need a player like Kane Williamson in your batting lineup. So. I just think it would be utter madness um, to bin the guy. I mean, it's not going to happen at this World Cup anyway. Um, but I think going forward, he, he still brings immense value. The only other point I was going to make about this, this T20 World Cup, and, and look, Daniel's right. There are there are certainly parts of the Black Cats game that need to improve. You could say that about every team in this in this World yeah. Cup. I, I think there is no uh, country, no team at the moment. That is a clear standout performer at this World Cup. It is, it is wide open uh, and there for the taking, not only for the Black Cats, but for, for just about any of those um, nations who are obviously in contention to reach the semi finals. I think we might end up with a semi final lineup, and you might look at it and go, any one of these four teams could win it. Yeah,
0: i, I got to say, just briefly, David, I, I thought England uh, gave me a touch of the nerves because New Zealand are a very, very good team. And the way they were composed and how they did the job was impressive.
2: That's right, and I think the one of the strengths about uh, about the England side is the depth they've got through that team. There's no sort of you know you look at the, who they can put out there from one to eleven. There's no sort of weak links. Anyone can they can bat they can bat deep. They um, you know they've got quite a lot of options um, with the, with who, who they used to bowl. Um, I mean, I might be biased. I'm not I'm not, I'm not on that England supporter, but I, you know if I was to pick anybody to win, I would say um, I would probably perhaps say England at this point, even though they have. Do have a tough game against
0: Sri Lanka coming up? All right, well, let's leave it at that, boys. It's coming up to half past ten. Certainly, heads run rugby league uh, after the news, boys. Uh, We'll be talking the Kiwi Foons and the Kiwis. So stay with the panel right here on SENZ. Big
1: talk, big opinions, the panel.
0: Andrew Gordy from Stuff. David Long. Andrew Gordy from Stuff. Andrew Gordy from News Hub. David Long from Stuff. Let's start with the Rugby League because David loves his Rugby League. Uh, let's talk about the Kiwi Ferns. Do you feel like their Rugby League World Cup campaign has been sort of uh, fairly, fairly covered considering the uh, Rugby League – sorry, the Rugby Union World Cup is on with the Black Ferns?
2: Yeah, I think it's interesting when you've got um – you know, if you look at the moment, we've got the All Blacks, the Black Ferns, the Kiwis, and the Kiwi Ferns, all sort of involved in matches at the moment, and well, all about to be involved in matches. And unfortunately, the Kiwi Ferns really, soon, really slipped underneath the radar, where um, there's been, you know, um, not much coverage of them. I mean, unfortunately, stuff decided not to send anybody to the to the World Cup, and so did the New Zealand Herald as well, so you know, it's limited about how much stuff you're going to see, unfortunately. Um,
0: but, How many people did um, stuff send to the uh, to follow the All Blacks?
2: To, to the All Blacks toy at the moment, and we're not sending anybody to start either. Wow. Recently. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's just, uh, I guess that's part of the way the times are these days, but um, in terms of the Kiwi Ferns at the World Cup, I think, um, you know, I think they've got a very good chance of of, um, of making a final. Obviously, the the go into it as the red-hot favourites. Um... But I wouldn't discount the Kiwis. I mean, Ricky Henry's a, a very astute coach, as you, as you would know, Stephen. And, um, you know, he's got some very talented players in that, in that team. Um, one of the things that does sort of annoy me about the win, and Women's Rugby League World Cups is about how the draws, uh, I don't know if rigged is, is too strong a word, but it's certainly been organised so that England have the best chance of making the final or both of them. I mean, if you look at um, the Women's World Cup, when Zealand, the Kiwi Ferns will play... Um, they play Australia in the pool game and then England in the semi finals. So that gives us, you know, England the easiest way to, to play Australia in the final. And then if you look at the, the men's Rugby League World Cup, um, England will get a nice, quick, easiest uh, quarter final game against um, uh, Papua New Guinea. And then England have a Tonga or Samoa in the semi finals, probably, whereas Australia and Australia. And you see them play each other in the semi So Oh, I love it! <laughs> I, love
0: sure. g- I love a good conspiracy theory for, for, <laughs> from you, David. Do you see it the same? Do you see it the same way, uh, Gords? Just in terms of the Kiwi Ferns going under the radar? Yeah, it, please. I'd like to go there because I, I, yeah. we we discussed this this morning, Andrew, and, and we thought, well, maybe the fact that uh, the Black Ferns have such large characters in their team, right? The Portia Woodmans, the Ruby Tuies, and and uh, rugby gets so much coverage that really the the Kiwi Ferns are just you know you know fodder at the bottom of the pile. Yeah, look,
1: what, what I would say about that, Mac, and and I know you've already sort of touched on this, but. There is a lot of sport on at the moment, right? We've got a women's World Cup on home soil, and I think that's mm. a really important point to, yep. to hammer home. Yeah, it's, a, it's on home soil, so yeah, there is inevitably going to be more coverage around uh, the women's World Cup than you perhaps might ordinarily have for a, a women's rugby World Cup, right? Yeah. Uh, as you say, we've also got the All Blacks, we've got the Black Caps playing in a World Cup at the moment as well. The Kiwis are playing in a World Cup, and the Kiwi Ferns. It's, it's all happening at the same time. Um, we've, we've actually got our, our News Hub reporter, James Regan, is uh, heading over to the UK today, in fact, um, to cover the, the back end of the, uh, the Rugby League World Cup. Good man. And I'm, I'm certainly hoping that he's um, going to get the chance to, to catch up with the Kiwi Ferns and provide some coverage there as well. Um, but I think that's a legitimate excuse. You know, newsrooms, I think, do their very best. Uh, I'm sure, you know, long, long in and, and On at Stuff is doing their best as well. Um, to, to cover everything um, and cover everything fairly, um, but you, you, you simply can't be everywhere. Um, but um, you yeah, certainly will do our best. But look, um, I don't. You know, will, will the Kiwi ferns mind flying under the radar a bit? No. I'm, I'm not sure that they will. I mean, it's important, obviously, to, to give them coverage um, and, to, and to make sure, especially if they're performing well, that, that they get that acknowledged. Um, but you know, sometimes it's not a bad thing to fly under a radar at a World Cup and just uh, maybe cause a few along
0: the way. Yeah, okay, let's talk about the Kiwis. Uh, I spoke to Jesse Bromwich this morning, David. Uh they're in good nick. They they talk about building and they talk about building as as we've always talked about. They're a great tournament team, but y- you almost feel like they need to put the hammer down against the Fijians in the quarterfinals this week to to make to finally make a statement. Yeah, we do. Yeah, and I don't think
2: they're going to see a repeat of what happened in Wellington 5 years ago when they lost 4-2. I think this is a there's definitely more class about this team than that time. They, I mean, they've been good, but they haven't been fantastic, the, um, the Kiwis, so far. Um, but it's been... Um, it, I mean, some of, this, some of the World Cups so far, it's been, it's been a bit tough to watch because it's been so one-sided with so many results. Um, but, um, you know, it's, it is hard to get a gauge, especially on the big three. They, uh, you know, Australia, England and New Zealand, they all look pretty good. Um, England certainly have been... I mean, we're in very well in South Australia, whereas New Zealand probably haven't been as, as impressive as the other two. But I think the World Cup really starts from this weekend um, and you can sort of park a lot of what we've seen before. It's been a chance, because, especially because there's been so little international rugby league for the last few years. You know, it's a chance for Michael Maguire to sort of, he's sort of use these three games as training games, really. You know, and you've seen himself, so he's still, um, you know, his selections, he's looking for the best combinations, and we still one one thing that's worrying is we still don't know who's the goal kicker, who's the best for the team because um, no one's been doing very good at that, and this, which I think is one of the biggest issues around. But um, uh, you know, I think they are looking good, the Kiwis, and I think should should it be a comfortable win against Fiji, and then we'll just see how it goes from there. Obviously, it's going to be very tough though in the semi-final against Australia.
0: Yeah, what about you, Gords? Do you do you think the Kiwis can? I, I think they get past Fiji, but against Australia, hmm, question mark.
1: I've got to say, Matt, I'm looking for a I'm looking for a big statement uh, from the Kiwis in Good. this game against Fiji. Oh, my expectations for this team are I, I won't say sky high, but I've got big expectations for this team. I, I think they absolutely have the squad. They've got they've got the players. They've got the cattle to win this World Cup, without, I've got no doubt in my mind at all. Um, uh, Australia, of course, are, are going to be going to be tough when they come up against them, but, yeah, like David says, um, I'm not expecting anything like what we saw against Fiji um, four years ago. I think this team has has improved in, in every sense. I think the coaching is better, the players are better. Um, as, a, as a squad, they're simply much, much stronger. Um, so, yeah, expecting a big statement this weekend, and, and yeah, I'll, I'll be... I'll be disappointed if the Kiwis don't at least go close to winning this tournament.
0: Yeah, I'm with you on that, and I, and I, I think you you have a right to feel validated in saying high expectations considering what that squad looks like. Uh, Brodie Rutelik's going to take coaching counselling for his, and he got rather than a three match ban, he got a two match ban. What do you make of that one, uh, Andrew? Coaching counselling. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, look, I mean, it's it, I don't mind that, like you. Players need to be educated, right? And yes. look, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that they don't know the rules or anything, but clearly for Brody Retallick, he's 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 entered that ruck uh, in a manner which is not okay. Um, so you've got to change your habits. Um, and I'm not saying he, does, he enters the, you know, every ruck like that. I mean, we're talking fine margins here, Mac. Like, you know, you, you enter a ruck and you get it slightly wrong um, when you're flying into a ruck like that and someone you know, and perhaps moves their head in a, in a way you weren't anticipating or whatnot, and all of a sudden, bang, you're in trouble. Um, but look, the more education, the better so, so for everyone. for so for players, for referees, et cetera, et cetera, um, I, I think that's that's only going to help. Um, one thing I did find interesting, um, just with, with what happened on the field at the time, when Brodie Talek was shown a red card, you quite clearly heard the referees say there were no mitigating factors. Yet mitigating factors, the the, the judiciary actually there were mitigating factors and that's why he got to reduced that. I just, I don't quite understand that myself. Um, but look, I think two games is, is fair. He'll take his medicine and at least we'll get to see Brodie Retallick uh, against England at Twickenham, which is is really going to be the acid test, isn't it? Um, and As Jamie Joseph uh, points out, the England are a better team apparently, so I'm sure there's uh, motivation right throughout the All Black squad to, uh, to really turn up for that game against England and it'll be, it'll be a big test I think for
0: uh, and and a telling test I suppose for where this team is at.
2: Uh, you you in the same vein, uh Longy? Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. But I think uh, what one of the things that concerns me though is with, with what Brady were done it, it does seem to be the the biggest blight on, on rugby union at the moment is, is the way that you're seeing these forwards dive in and crash into guys in a ruck. Um you know and I think I think it's something that the, the World Rugby really need to clamp down on. You know, they've gone hard on on high tackles or uh, hitting players in the air when they're catching the ball this really needs to be the next thing because it is so dangerous to do things what Brady Retallick did and, but you know I think if two week bans have got to be sort of seen as, as too light on for that sort of stuff now um, it's, it, it's, 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 you've got to be looking four or five weeks upwards really I think they really need to get this out of the game and, 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 and as for this weekend's test I mean we've sort of seen during the year with the All Blacks it's you know good test, bad test good test, bad test and we've had the we've had the bad one now so um, I, I guess in Wales they'll be hoping that this could be the first time since 1953 that they, they could beat the All Blacks, and perhaps this is one of the best chance they've had for a while to, to do that. Um, I, I think it could. Uh, I just think Wales will have got a few players out, but I think it could be a. I think it could be a close test as well.
0: All well, so you're, you boys are done. Uh, are both of you wearing gumboots to work on Friday? It's gumboot Friday.
1: I'm not working on Friday, but I'll wear some gumboots. Why
0: not? <laughs> David?
2: I, I don't have any gumboots. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, because <laughs> you're English. You have galoshes, don't you? Or something like that. Wellington, Wellington boots. Oh, Wellingtons. You have a pair of Wellingtons. All right, uh, Andrew, thanks as always. Go have plenty of water to make your Wednesday that much better. And oh, just quickly, David, uh, any talk on who's showing the tennis this year? The classic. Who's going to show the tennis this year? No one seems to know. <laughs>
2: No, it's been dragging on for quite a while. Uh, it's still not sorted. It's the last time I heard about it, it's um, TVNZ don't look... I think I've heard that they're not going to be uh, the ones that are involved now, so I think it's down to Spark or um, or um, Sky or, and perhaps even Andrew Gordy's um, TV3 could be involved, but um, it's, still, it's still to be sorted.
0: Wow. Okay, we'll, we'll leave that one out. It was always a pleasure talking to you, mate. Have a great day.